can't even make it to the intro. <laughs> It's autumnal out. It is autumnal out. And the sun is setting right outside Old Man Peabody's old barn. We're right outside of town, coincidentally. Okay. It is, but it's very pretty. I can't believe this. So this harkens back to the old days of the show. I can't believe that it's already autumn in Busheltown. Can you believe it? Where's my dinger? Let me get it. uh, I can't believe it. Can you believe 40 years after we started the show, we'd (laughs) still be saying, I can't believe it's already autumn. And meaning it even more than we did before. Every year we mean it more. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Now, Kendo, quick aside, we're, of course we're here in this barn and all will become clear later while we're here. But as someone who's in their 40s, like we both are, uh, you're 41 for a few more weeks. And... I'm wondering, I think I know the answer to this, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Are you in constant pain? Yes, I'm in con- I mean, I was in constant okay. pain my whole life, but it's gotten physically, yeah. physical pain now. Yeah, I, it just something is always constantly paining. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like right now, I'm like, what did Charles, the contractor, do when he set up our booth today that my chair feels weird and I feel like my back is bending at an odd angle? Like, why did what happened there? That's 42. Charles. Um, <laughs> 42. <laughs> and see, my I, back still hurts. We've said it all, everything we've said pretty much on the show before. So I know I've said this before, but I used to look at people that were older and think like, why do they walk that way? You know, I thought, what is yeah. it about being old that makes you walk a certain way? Now I realize it's because you're in massive amounts of pain and you have to walk that way. Otherwise, something will snap and you'll fall apart. I try, you know, when I'm getting out of the car at the food and more to really appreciate that I'm able to walk. Because eventually, you know, you n- you never know when is the last time you're going to get up and walk without limping or yeah. be able to get up I don't walk. remember the last time I got up without limping, so that, that rings true. <laughs> no, I don't remember the last time I got up without waddling, but that was that's on, for a different never reason. Happened. Never happened. No. You, you came <laughs> no. out of the womb waddling, Cliff. I waddled right out. <laughs> Is what I did. No shame. I'm just saying that's how it's been. I wasn't shaming you. I was just stating a fact. Massive sugar addiction since birth. This morning, I ate a whole box of pumpkin spice donut holes. And I kept meaning to not eat the whole box. But then it was empty. And that's when I knew to stop. Because I was scraping cardboard. We ain't got time to go into the stuff I ate this morning. But I did want to look up. The origin of the word autumn. Look because, it up. Because I was like, you know, people say fall. I understand fall. Leaves are falling. I get it. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Now All Cliff right. gets it. But autumn, I never thought about, like, where does autumn come from? It's a big letdown where it's from, Isn't but I'm like, still going to share it. Is it like Lord Autumnus of uh, Roman well, mythology? It's It comes from the French autumne, 
from the Latin autumnus, which whose deeper roots are obscure. It's verse recorded in English in the early 1300s by Chaucer and Shakespeare. Uh, but the Cliff and Kendall of their time. The, uh, yes, very much Chaucer so. Chaucer and Shakespeare. Yeah. But it, it's yeah, it comes from like like a god that was like known for the harvest, uh, and that it's it's basically just it went from like. September through November, derived from her name and literally translate to the end of Apora, which is like, I guess, the end of the harvest or end of summer. Uh, uh, so you learn something every day. Know. Now we know. And so, yes, we're here in Old Man Peabody's barn. The sun is just going down behind the pines. It's golden hour. Out there. It is golden hour. One time, Alan, a frequent No, customer, Charles, not golden shower. Stop it. No, Jesus. No, God. but God bless him. God rest his soul. Alan, frequent guest star Alan. Yes. We once took out a newspaper ad as, oh no, as Magic Hour Photography. And yeah. we were going to video things. We were, I th- I'm sure we were just going to borrow your video camera. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, but, Kendall, we need you for, for uh, an hour. I'm like, Magic Hour is only 10 minutes long. <laughs> Okay, but that's all that I have to say about that. The next thing we're going to do, we are in a barn, which is one of the things that I think everybody should do in the autumn is to go barn hopping. And we're here at Old Man Peabody's old barn. It's, of course, sort of forgotten. He's been dead for a long time. I'm not sure exactly how many years, but... He is dead, so it's nothing. It's not like there's a bunch of horses over there. It's an old, creaky, but it's you know it smells like wood. It smells real natural and autumnal. You can almost feel the spirit of the goddess Autumna or whatever Kendall said her name was. Yeah, when it, here. forgot it immediately. Which, forgot it. I watch it's a gone. lot of shows on the History Channel where it's like uh, abandoned places, and this falls right in. I love it. They just like go and find abandoned places. Like, Look how old this place looks. Love it. Oh, it's fascinating. You look at the chairs that are there that are kind of like breaking yeah, down. Like somebody just old... walked away and just time forgot oh. it. And this barn is like somebody walked away right after they took everything out of it and swept it clean and left not even a crumb. But it's still very fascinating to look at the wood grains alone are breathtaking. I, do, I have a whole folder of wood grains in my phone. I just love them. I love it. Love them. I love them. I've been thinking, you know, uh, for so long I've pondered getting a tattoo. Do you have any tattoos, Kendall? No, I've, <laughs> but... I've made many ponderances. <laughs> Almost got a Jack Daniel one one time. Good thing I didn't. I <laughs> know. That one would have gone over real well at AA. But... <laughs> You know, I almost I all thought well, the only thing I would ever get would be like Charlie Brown or Madonna, and both of them would be offended if they ever saw what you know, stretched body. out they'd become. Yeah, like all these freckles and stretch marks, and it's lumpy now. They would have both looked like the Toxic Avenger by the time <laughs> that I got through with them. But I good might grief, get a big wood grain. <laughs> Tattoo, wood grain. It's the new tattoo craze, I think. Uh, hey, we could start it. That might be a fun fall happening. Get a group of friends together, pick out a different wood grain, get it tattooed to show your love a of nice, nature. I prefer a nice, like, cherry. Maybe oak. Cherry. Chicka cherry cola. All right. No colas. Cliff, mm-hmm. 
we're talking about things to do in autumn. Those those things that you must must do. You have to. You have to, or it's not even autumn. Not even autumn. Now, not even some of the autumn. things I'm going to talk about here okay. are things that I don't do, but I need uh, to do them. I, I need to do them, and I'm angry at myself for not doing them. Exercise. Eat healthy. No, that was a different episode of the things I should be doing, oh. and I'm mad at myself for not. This one, I'm going to start out with one of the things that I did all the time as a child. When you're a child, you don't have worries. You don't have cares at all. You just do whatever. And you do things like, oh, my God, look, somebody's raked up a big, huge pile of leaves. <laughs> I'm just going to go jump. Whether you got a sucker in your mouth mm-hmm. or not, Never. you just do it. Yeah, but never jump anymore. into a pile of leaves with a wet sucker. Candle. Now it's I'm like, oh, there form. could be spiders in there. There could be bugs. <laughs> I'd have leave pieces all in my underwear. But So I don't do it anymore, but you should do it. It's a great thing to do in the autumn. Go knock down somebody's leaf pile. Kendall, you should do it. Of course, there, I don't know if there's one quite big enough for us to jump in without making some sort of crater in the ground below. But... You should do it and just tuck your shirt into your pants and then you're safe. Maybe duct tape every uh, <laughs> every shirt sleeve and leg pant leg, you know, but something like that. Life hack, duct tape <laughs> there you have your it. pant leg. Kendall, you could, this is adjacent to what you just said. This is what my grandmother would have done. I think of her always... If I was wondering where she was, nine times out of ten, she was out in the yard picking up limbs. And you could do some (laughs) fall yard work. And it's very autumnal. Somebody had to rake those leaves Kendall's going to jump into with a wet sucker. And they had fun, too. You know, I used to think, why? Good God, why? She out there for hours at a time. I know. (laughs) Probably to get away from me or whoever else was in the house. (laughs) But she was out. But it's because she loved it. You don't do things for that many hours a day unless you enjoy it, unless you get some kind of paycheck from it. And she did not. But But do some fall yard work. That I think it would probably be really... Good for your soul, Kendall, don't you think? Your immortal soul? Sure. Well, I, you know, my grandmother used to sweep the front porch, and I thought, why is she sweeping outdoors? Yeah. Who in their right mind would do it? And now I'm out there with a broom like a crazy person doing it, too. Like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cliff, here's, yes. another, here's one that I still do. And I don't care how old I am. People give me dirty looks when I do it. Whenever there's a hayride... I'm like, put me on it. I say, say, hey. They they roll their eyes, and then I say, let me on. Um, We're going for a hayride. Sir, this is just my trailer. I'm just driving to the end of the field. I say, let me ride on it. It's fall, and I want to go on a hayride. It's your right to do so, Kendall. I know. It's just a funny little quirk of yours, and I think it's okay. I think there are worse things that you could insist upon. In this day and age, we should celebrate that all your big hang-ups revolve around needing to go on a hayride. In the you know fall. what make people that are old so interesting? They don't give a shit what anybody thinks anymore. They do what they want to do. Don't you? I feel. I do feel like every day I wake up and I give one less shit than I did before. Oh yeah, perhaps so two. many less shits. I, yeah. I got a small little box of shits that I give now. Oh my, give a shits busted. Kendall. Ooh, it's broken. Oh. Out of order. 
<laughs> it's kind of out of order. That's <laughs> Jody Messina had the great song "My Give a Damn's Busted." I would have my give a shits out of order. Yeah. All right, Kendall, go apple picking, you apple picking motherfucker. Why don't you oh. go pick an apple? I would show me an apple tree, and I will go pick some apples off of it. Now, have you ever had an apple that had a worm in it? No, that's only in cartoons, isn't it? No. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, maybe. I know. Once I had a <laughs> zucchini that had a worm in it, and I about died. Oh, about God. The, I, in fact, I'm not sure that I didn't die that night, and this isn't hell. But well, you had every right to die <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> there was. A, it, I died. I died. It, it was That was it. I died. You know, some people were like, they died and came back that one time like Jesus and like me. I died that one night, and then I, I must have come right back. But whoa, you so be glad you never had a pumpkin or a pumpkin, an apple with a worm in it. <laughs> be glad you never had a pumpkin. Be glad you never um, did. Yeah. Well, no, I haven't had that. But um, speaking of coming back to life, did you just see the new study they came out with? No. That they studied people's brain, and it turns out your brain is active like an hour after your heart stops. Oh. An hour. So you're still having thoughts and said some people that, you know, died and they were like, oh, they were dead for an hour and brought them back to life. And they had all these things happen. And they said, well, their brain was still working. So they were just thinking all that stuff. <gasps> well, does it mean you're having thoughts or it's just things firing off? In I there? don't know. Cliff. I haven't died. I can't tell you to be truthful. You should go look up the study. But it was very interesting. <laughs> I know. Well, that's where all these people who write books, you know, like the eight-year-olds whose heart stops and they write a book about what they saw mm -hmm. in heaven where they met Grandpa Joe. And I, that's where I th all that comes from, right? It some just, of it, I think. Like so, Some of it they have proof where the people like saw something on top of the shelf and they could tell the numbers and they checked and it was true. Some things I think there are out-of-body experience or something weird going on. Yeah. But, the brain, I mean, my brain doesn't work when I'm alive, so I don't know if it would work after I'm gone. But. Exactly, Kendra. I wouldn't go putting a lot of stock in what you're going to be thinking about those last no. few minutes after your big body is <laughs> expired, but your brain's still <laughs> popping off down there. Now, of course, I, oh, I'm looking over at Mrs. Potter Butter Butter She is sweeping. Now, now that the sun is completely set, she's sweeping out the doorway of the barn here. Oh, oh. Well, she she's making a clean space for us later. Oh, because that's where she's. Where they're going to light the campfire, right? Yep. For the yep. ghost stories. Oh, I'm so excited. It's time for some ghost stories again this year. Oh, it's never the wrong time. Bake a seasonal pie. Why oh, don't see, you? I would eat a seasonal pie. Yeah, I think it would be fun to bake one. I saw somebody. Knock yourself out. I'll eat it. <laughs> I saw somebody the other day saying to put, you know, they have those cookies. And they're like the the... Either they have a little design on like the great pumpkin and they put them all in the bottom of this pan and they're like, why don't you do this as a pie crust? Oh, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. And I thought, well, why don't I? Maybe I would. I, it, it is a great idea. I immediately told Susan, we need to do this. And she's like, that's a lot of calories. And I said, that's why you do it. Of course it is. Speaking of calories, eat a candy apple or caramel apple. I love caramel apple. Don't forget you got to pick that apple. Yeah, and don't have worms in it, and don't jump in a pile of leaves with the caramel apple, or it's going to get stuck leaves all over it. Oh, for sure. The whole leaf thing is... What a mess. Kendall, a mess. <laughs> what a mess. A mess. Hot apple cider. Most of my tips revolve around apples and uh, <laughs> cidering them once you've picked them. 
I do love some cider. I do love anything apple and cider for the fall, whether it's got candy on it or it's made into a cider. I'm there for it. Oh, for sure. 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 And of course, what do you need with your apple cider, be it hot or cold? You need a damn donut. Like I ate 46 holes this morning. (laughs) I could have just eaten 46 whole donuts. Well, you're just following your own fall advice. But I say to add to that list of things you need to eat in the fall is some s'mores. You need to to make some s'mores by the fireplace or by, I mean, by the campfire. You certainly can. And I encourage you to make s'mores at all seasons. S'mores to me are a summer dessert that I eat. Standing over the kitchen sink when I light my marshmallows. Well, that's when your cliff is wrong. On fire in the middle kitchen sink, so it's very safe. Uh, the fire marshal would be very proud that I've not burned down the kitchen. That is you a fall special in the middle of summer. But there in you the go. middle of summer, Kendall, why don't you take a pot? And cook up some chili. Ooh, it's the ultimate I, comfort food for the fall. I do love some chili. And put it on some fries while you're at it. That's always really no, good, too. No, I don't want chili on anything. Uh, I don't I want do. it in a bowl. I want to put it on everything. I love it on everything. Cornbread. I want chili in a bowl with so many crackers that it almost becomes a bread by That's the time not like any soup. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, I've got like 12 cans of soup in my pantry. And I'm like, I can't eat it. We don't have these crackers. And Susan's like, you can eat soup by itself. And I'm like, no, I need, I need it into a mush. Yeah, it needs to be a mush, exactly. <laughs> I, I, do, I want it to be in between solid and liquid. It's neither. <laughs> I want so many carbs to be in it that it's no longer considered healthy <laughs> to eat. Then I'm ready for some soup. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, sugar lump. Were you going to describe your preparations to the boys? Oh, no, dear. I was going to say, I just tripped over the, that little bug oh. there on the side, trying to avoid stepping oh, on it, dear. No. It's probably improper etiquette, you know, here in the fall. They're getting ready for the winter. <laughs> oh, they are. All these bugs, they're probably looking for a place. And what better place? I mean, if I was a bug, I'd want to come live here in Old Man Peabody's oh. old barn, too. This is the best place. Oh, well, dear, they don't have any competition for any space, that's for sure. Oh, no. You know, this barn is a little bit out of town, boys, and I don't think anyone even comes here anymore, not since the old man Peabody died 100 years ago tonight, boys. Oh, oh my. It was 100 years ago tonight? Isn't that, like, bad luck to be here? Oh, dear, that's silly, dear. I mean, like a centennial. Oh, uh, well, uh, Cliff, for as many Halloween things as you watched with me, you should know <laughs> that it's not good luck. But, but no, he didn't go. sign a contract written in blood saying he'd come back 100 years later on Halloween night. Nothing like that. Did you study the he? history of Old Man Peabody? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard oh, him. Mis- I mean, yeah. No, Everything is just fine. Yeah, we, we got oh, the gosh. campfire almost ready. Charles has been working on it for hours. And we've almost got the place ready to go for the ghost stories later. <laughs> oh, yes. I just hope that the family of bats living up in the hen house oh, don't disturb us. Oh, oh my. And my. Oh, it's already terrifying. Oh, pardon me, boy. My bowels, some of the sawdust around has really gotten into my nose and down to my bowels as well. We're going to need some more sawdust in here to clean that up. 
Um, yeah. Nat Cliff, have you heard any frogs around? Because there could be frogs by close by. God, I hope not. If there are, is, is there an old pitchfork that Peabody left behind from a hundred years <laughs> no, ago? It's all been cleaned out. <laughs> We're gonna go frog forking if I if there's any frogs <laughs> oh, around. Yeah, no, I did. I did bring you both a cup of warm hot cider for you oh, both. Oh yes. Oh, we, Mrs. Potter was a butter turn. She heated it up in her portable cider warmer just for you, boys. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, and oh, yeah, the, I put yes. a little something extra special in yours, Cliff. I, can, I know you're off the sauce, but I put something special in there for you, dear. Oh, some sauce. Thank you. I, uh, You uh, know, I love the sauce. I'm a, so- I'm a sauce man. Well, that's, that's why you got that shirt that says I'm a sauce man. <laughs> I'm a sauce man. <laughs> well, you you oh, yes. boys do get into some terrible trouble. Right, we're going to go ahead and get ready for the ghost stories. <laughs> we'll be ready to go when you come out. Oh, sugar love. Do you have my hemorrhoid pillow? Oh, dear, yes, of course. I packed two of them. One just as a backup in case the first one gets soiled. Oh, well, I cannot... Wait. Oh, Cliff, I saw, I almost sent it to you, but I, I didn't want to scare you too early in the season. I saved it for uh-huh. later in the fall. Um, I saw a video on TikTok where this girl was uh, walking her dog, and she said, every day I have to get a doggy bag. It's, you know, they have the little dispensers things? Yeah. And she said, every time, and she went to pull out the doggy bag, and like four or five frogs kept coming out, like with the bags. And I thought Cliff would have a meltdown if he saw this. Uh. You know how I said I died on that night that I found the worm <laughs> in the zucchini? I would be double dead. Double dead. <laughs> if, I, if that happened to me, Kendall, good God almighty. God. Why don't you press a leaf? Have you ever done this, taken a beautiful fall leaf and preserved it between two pieces of glass and then hung it on the wall for all time? Well, I didn't what a beautiful do that. memory. But I did. I don't know if you remember. You know, I went to Watkins College of Art and Design. And I remember that of, you wrote a book about all the closets you have visited. That's what I'm. Well, I did that too. That was in my book class or in my color fundamentals class, rather, wasn't it? But I don't uh, even know. I don't know who can remember. But I don't know this what other class, class I had, it was like uh, I you had to pick an artist and like do something like they did. You know, the yeah. art of copying. And I chose Andrew Goldsworthy, which I love. He does like artwork that's outdoor art and he uses rocks and sticks and stuff. And I use these leaves to make a gradient. So I kind of did that. It was fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, read ghost stories by the fire. That's one we haven't uh, talked about, even though we're, we're going to do, do it. it. Eat pumpkin flavor things like I'm belching up these <laughs> holes, these pumpkin spice <laughs> holes from this morning. I'm belching them up. And they, you know what? They taste pretty darn good on the second go round as oh, well. I, I just transferred to pumpkin spice uh, creamer for my coffee. Oh, I've got boxes and boxes at the library in my own special drawer of pumpkin spice K-cups for their one cup coffee maker. Uh, oh, you got you got a belt? You got to decorate your house for Halloween like you're doing? And for fall, just put some leaves in a bowl and you'll love it. 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 You don't have to take my word for it. All right. LaVar Burton. Visit a pumpkin patch. Oh, go to the fair. Oh, the fair is in town in Busheltown right now. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I have not. Take a selfie with a scarecrow. I don't know why I thought you were going to say, take a selfie with a stick. 
No, that would be stupid. Take a selfie with a scarecrow. Now that's autumnal right there. That's autumnal. Uh, Why don't you host a fall-themed party? (laughs) Well, why not? That's where that bowl of leaves will really come in handy. <laughs> you'll love it, you'll love it, you'll love it, you'll love it, love it. Oh, corn maze, corn maze. Corn is what the people called maze, yes. But Go now, to a corn maze. Speaking of you calling corn maze, that's what you would do, but it's time for what would I do, WW? What, 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 I do? What would I do? What would I do? What would I do? Do do. Clinton, you. Speaking of you, me. You have won a golden, or you found a golden ticket, and you won a trip to a magical chocolate factory. I got a golden ticket. You sang a big song about it. It lasted for seven minutes, but we don't have the time to get into it. You and several other children are competing now to take over this chocolate factory. And you've just come to this large man-made river made entirely of chocolate. And well, you know, you just can't help yourself to drink from it, even though the owner yeah. keeps saying, don't do that, don't do it. Yeah. So you're drinking and then what happens? You fall in, you get sucked up by this large tube and all these little people come out and they start singing a song about how gluttonous you are. You know, I would never throw shade, but they do. They don't know to not do it. Anyway, you get stuck in this tube and you're headed to a bad place. What do you do? You keep swimming and keep eating. Just keep eating. Just keep eating. Slurp it up. Slurp it up. Wrong, Slurp you up died. That hot chocolate. No. <laughs> I'm sure I would have survived on my uh, wits. All right. Can Tell I that to Ronald all. <laughs> all right, Ronald all. <laughs> you, Ronald. Kendall, you have taken a new. Weight loss drug. Now, of course, it did not work for you. You have gained weight Never does. since you've been taking it. But, too bad you took it. And there's a permanent side effect. Every time you are remotely aroused, I don't mean you have to be, like, hard and ready to go. I mean, every time you look at anything and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, daddy likes it. Uh, <laughs> the sound of an old horn honking emanates from your loins for all to hear. What would you do? Well, Cliff, I don't know if you know this. I'm f- almost 42. So <laughs> the old car horn do. won't be honking all that much anymore. It's more, maybe if, if you're talking about like when I see food, it goes, ooh, that might, that might be going off a lot. But, you know, these days, just the car horn's not going off like it used to. Oh God! All right, Kendall. Give the. I'm past use. my prime. <laughs> well, we knew that. That's not in question. <laughs> but all right, Kendall. If that's what. That's your answer. That's your answer. And there's nothing I can do about it. That's that's my answer, Cliff. You wake up one morning. Me. And to your surprise, something has changed in this timeline. You are like things are all different. You you are a single parent to nine. Count them nine children. They're all screaming, and they want to play, and they want to have breakfast, and you are so tired, you don't even want to get out of bed. What the hell do you do? Easy. We go to the discount music store, get them all an instrument, they become the band, I become the voice, we're very much the modern Partridge family, 
And maybe our first number one single will be I Think I Love You, a remix of that, you know. What am I so afraid of the things that I'm not sure of? And we take the world by storm. Well, that, that was a good answer, Cliff. The correct answer was you call your husband, Jake Gyllenhaal, up and say, get oh. these kids and take them to the band store and get some instruments. Get a goddamn nanny and get these there's, children there's away from a different timeline. It could be whatever you want. Different time. Different time. Oh, now it's your turn. All right, your here turn. we go. Kendall, we're on the phone one day, and I trip and fall in my apartment, and I'm trapped by an avalanche of toys, you know, and collectibles. Yeah. I, my, from the new ones to the old ones, my... You know, Peewee doll, my holiday dreams, Barbie, all of them, my, you know, everything. Teddy Ruxpin, they're all crushing me. And you rush over because you, you heard it all happen on the phone. And, and you get sidetracked on the way. You slip and wind up in a patch of quicksand. And nobody is around and there's no tree limbs hanging low enough to grab onto and your phone was in your hand and it was the first thing that slipped out and flipped into the quicksand and disappeared first. What would you do? Reminder, I'm being crushed by collectibles. Well, Cliff, uh, luckily I'm naturally very buoyant um, from all the food I've eaten. So I would float in this quicksand until someone came along and i you know first of all i'd i'd yell to someone get a message to cliff to write down on a piece of paper that he leaves all of his toys to me if he should die from under the pressure so that then i would inherit it all but you know as soon as someone came by i would i would i would grab them i'd yell i'd say help me out of here they'd get me out i'd rush over and i'd save you unfortunately you're way out in the middle of nowhere place where nobody ever goes well you failed to mention that so we both luckily i have crystals in my pocket that would you know i could i could summon the spirit of autumnal fall and get me out of the sand the crystals only make you sink faster well i just eat my way out then (laughs) (laughs) and it upsets your stomach and you die choking on your own bowel waste well i both i guess we both died that's the answer we're both dead now who gets the toys? You'll love it. 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 An evil genie appears in front of you. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you say, what did I do this time? And he was what like, well, nothing. this time? He said, nothing specific this time. It's more of a, a cumulative thing at this point. And so he <sighs> decides just to take away what you love most. And since Jake Gyllenhaal has been snubbed and doesn't have any Oscars, he decides to take away the other thing that you love most. Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast. Now, we're still around, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Chair, Mr. Snod, Bottom here, but none of us have any recollection that the show ever existed. What do you do? I guess I would, uh, if I didn't remember that it ever existed. No, what, what, you will remember it. None of us uh, will remember. Sorry, I failed to say that part. Well, I just remind you, and then we pick right back up where we left off. It's going to take me years and years to get back to this point, so you're going to have a long... It's, it's like if somebody has a... Uh, you know, an injury. It'll take me 12 years to get back to this funny as I am now. Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. All right, Kendall. A series of mix-ups has led to a gang of mobsters breaking every bone in your body, including Ouch. your skull. 
And then, to make matters worse, they dump your body down a well miles from town in the middle of nowhere. And they seal the well with concrete and 20 inches of industrial grade steel. What would you do, do, do? I get, I'd become a, a Buddhist monk and I would meditate for the rest of my days. For the last 10 or 15 minutes there. And, unless the evil meditate. genie appears and then I'll sell my soul to get out of there and, you know, move, move on. You get, well, take comfort, Kendall, that no matter what, when you die, your brain's going to still be popping off for about another hour. So you <laughs> I, could not, be. I made it very clear, not mine. Oh, uh, well, but. <laughs> Even after, you know, your heart has stopped, your your brain is still going to be telling you, you're in, in terrible pain, all of your bones are broken, even your skull, and this is when you, the doctors have would have pronounced you dead long before your I'll brain just, still I'll just be that. hearing episodes of my show, of, of our show in my brain for an hour after I'm dead. Um, all I hear, all I would hear is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> go the game, to go. What a way to go. What a way to go. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, I saw this thing online where somebody came up with this uh, fan, like, theory that uh, Needlenose Ned from, uh, uh, Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day was actually the devil. Because uh-huh. the very first time he meets him, he should know who he is, but he doesn't. So he puts a curse on him, right? And and that right after he says, watch the first step, it's a doozy, steps in the water, and then all hell breaks loose and things are terrible until he finally decides to buy a life insurance plan and gets all the, that he makes a deal with the devil. And at that moment, he's famous, he's loved by all, and he moves on. Isn't that, it, doesn't that just blow your mind? Not really. I'm not as big of a... Groundhog head as you are. Well, so, you know, if I had philosophy and film. We talked about a lot of things in depth. Oh so, you God, know. I'm glad <laughs> I took whatever else, whatever <laughs> bullshit English. class I took when you took that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Kendall, I am freaking out because it's autumn. The sun has set. It is night in the barn. We've got lanterns lit. They've just lit that campfire at a safe distance from all of this dry wood and it is almost time for ghost stories oh i'm excited i'm excited you're excited i'm excited all right kiddo i've got to go pee behind old man peabody's bush out there you mean there's not and a bathroom here no no well oh, there's shit <laughs> no you have to do that all right we'll yes. be right back after this okay more sass right after this sweeney todd the demon barber of fleet street the new Stephen Sondheim Harold Prince musical thriller starring Angela Lansbury. And Glenn Carey. What happened then? Well, that's the play, and he wouldn't want us to give it away. Not Sweeney. Not Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Street. <laughs> and now, whether you like it or not, Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not even auto. Not even auto. Not even auto. I'm there for oh 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 I'm there for I'm there for oh I'm there for oh I'm there for oh I'm there for oh I'm there for Webs J Webs J Webs 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 What what would I do? What what would I do? What what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? What would I do? I'm so excited for the ghost stories. I see Mrs. Potter, but a butter turn. She's got her portable cider warmers out. There's more cider over there. And good, because that first cup was good. I know. She put a little extra sauce in mine, and I'm hoping things get saucy as we venture out to hear the ghost stories. Are we ready? Should we gather up our re- portable recording equipment and walk I'm out I'm ready, yeah. All right. I'm ready. Here, let me... I got my empty cup ready for some more okay. cider. Oh, all right. Oh. Oh. Hold on, I'm dropping stuff. Oh, I dropped it right in the bowel. Oh, okay. no. Oh, see, oh. <laughs> for a minute, I thought, is this from some old cow? But it's not. It's from Mr. Snodbon. But I. Nope, it's still fresh. All right. Welcome, boys. It's time for the I'm so glad. ghost stories. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so excited. I'm glad the children stayed home, though, dear. I'm afraid they would be terrified of these tales that we're about oh, to tell. Mr. We would be up all night with them. They would be so terrified and frightened. Oh, you would. Now, Kendall, you still have you have a child. Do you tell it ghost stories as it goes to sleep? Yeah. Well, you got to start early. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. I don't want the baby to be scared of things when he gets older. So I got to start real early. So desensitize. Do you them. tell about ghost babies that encounter stuff? Kind of like you know how Casper was a child, dead. Yeah. Ghost. I. You know I watched Rosemary's Baby when I was like four. So. <laughs> and I turned out just fine. Well, these things are debatable. But what is not debatable is that we're about to tell some terrifying tales. All right, does, is there anybody who wants to volunteer to go first? Does anybody have a... I'll go feel? first. Oh, all right. Get Blah. out of the way Excuse early me. so you sorry, have time to recover. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> luckily, we're, that's, that's the sauce. Woo, yeah, but luckily there's a breeze coming through that big open barn door, though, so that's, that's helping. That's why I don't have sauce anymore. <laughs> all right. All right, everybody, settle in. It's it's going to be a scary one. I hope you got your get your cider close to you, and, and you might want to snuggle up for this one. All right, <clears throat> this is the story of a young girl named Sarah. As a child, Sarah was afraid of the dark and got a dog to keep her company. Subsequently, she slept peacefully, knowing the dog was under the bed. If she was afraid, she only had to reach out her hand and her dog would start licking her hand until she fell asleep. That just let her know that everything was safe. Well, years went by like this and Sarah grew up and the dog became very old. One night on the radio, she heard there was a dangerous murderer that was thought to be in the vicinity of her house. With her dog at her side, Sarah was not afraid. 
She got into bed, stretched out her hand, and the dog as out her hand, and the dog as was it won't? What? A- no, sorry. As was its want. As was it want? It's want. W-O-N-T, want, is like as was its habit or its proclivity. Oh, I've never heard that before. All right. With her dog at her side, Sarah was not afraid. She got into her bed, stretched out her hand, and the dog, as was it want, began to lick her. Did I say it right? You, it is. You would just say it's want because it's like the want that belongs to it's different it's not like uh it's not want a verb it's like it like you would say it's habit as as was the dog licked her hand as per usual began to lick her she slept soundly and when she woke up she was surprised that the dog was still licking looking under her bed she screamed the dog lay dead, and the tongue was so tirelessly licking, belonged to the evil man. Ah! And she was never heard from again. Oh my, oh, oh. oh my goodness, dear, that was quite the frightening story. I, I thought we were going to stick to more, you know, less scary stories than that. Although, dear, it was very educational, grammar-wise. I like the part of discussions about the words. I'm going to have a talk with our writers. <laughs> oh, Kendall, I think you handled the whole thing beautifully. Let's see, who's next, who's next? Oh, I better go ahead and go, oh my, while my spine is still tingling from the candle's tale of horror. Oh, whoa. See, he gets it. All right. My story is about two friends, Arthur and Ernie, and they were going on a little trip one night to go fishing in a lake nearby. And they got all of their tackle boxes and their fishing lures and their rubber boots and headed off toward the lake one night. But while they were several miles out of town, their car broke down. Oh, whoa. And they began walking around looking for someone to help them, boys. And they came upon a very scary cemetery out in the middle of nowhere. And they began walking through the graves. And Arthur, he fell into an open grave. And... (laughs) 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 Mrs. Tybottom had a bowel attack right in the middle of the story. I wish that he'd not run out like that because I was really (laughs) getting very invested in whatever was going to happen. He'll be fine. He'll probably come back and finish that in a few minutes, I'm assuming. So uh, he's uh, Charles, the contractor's out there helping him do something. Well, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, why don't you go ahead? Okay, dear. I'm I'm very excited to tell my story. (laughs) Practicing. In a small town not far from here, there was an old abandoned house, much like the one we're at now, dear. (laughs) No one one ever went near it because everyone said it was haunted. 
where one day a bunch of local people were sitting in a coffee shop chatting about bravery, and one man in particular was bragging loudly, I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> oh yes, said his buddy, well I bet you aren't brave enough to spend a night alone in that old abandoned house. <laughs> the boaster didn't want to admit it, but he was very afraid, so he agreed to sleep in the house that very night. At dusk, he arrived at the house alone. He checked every room and found nothing unusual, so he chose an upstairs bedroom, spread out his sleeping bag on the floor, and tried to sleep. Well, he had just dozed off when he had heard a faint noise coming from downstairs. He strained to hear what it was. It sounded like someone moaning these words. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am in the front hall. Oh, isn't that terrifying, dear? Oh, it is. Oh, I'm scared already. Well, the man told himself that he was just imagining things. It must just be the wind, he thought. <laughs> but then he heard it a bit louder. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> well, my imagination must be running wild, he thought. I am just going to keep sleeping, and soon it will be morning. But then... He heard it even louder and louder. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am at the top of the stairs. Well, the man dove inside his sleeping bag, but he could still hear the ghost coming closer. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am in the upstairs hall. The man hid his head under the pillow, but he could hear the ghost coming even closer and closer. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am at the bedroom door. Oh, goodness, the man, he was shaking with terror. The door creaked open. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. I am in the bedroom. The ghost paused in the doorway. I am the ghost of the bloody finger. Do you have a band-aid? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, wasn't that frightening, oh, dear? Oh, that, that is so scary. If that happened to me, it probably would have due to me what happened to Mr. Snodbottom a minute ago. Yeah. And I was fresh out of band-aid. <laughs> oh, God. Wouldn't that be even worse? If you're out be. of band-aids as well, then it's like all is lost. Oh, dear, that that was so frightening. I have to calm down a little bit. <laughs> you, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But, all right, Mr. Snobbottom is still not back, so I guess I'll go ahead and tell my ghost story. Ooh. All right. I hope it's as scary as Mrs. Bottom, but a better turn. It's about a man named Marvin. And Marvin, he was... This happened about 10 years ago in Busheltown. And Marvin was this guy. He was, you know, bored one Thursday night late in autumn. And the wind was whistling past his apartment window. And he decided to do what? but build a fire in the fireplace and then go on Craigslist and look for a date. So he lit a pumpkin spice candle and the fire in the fireplace and he poured himself a hot steaming mug of cider when he sat it down next to his bowl of leaves on his working desk and he booted up the old compute and he went to Craigslist dot I think it's dot org but it, for the purposes of this story it doesn't really matter he just went to Craigslist I need to know <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he looked up the personal encounters section 
and he, he scrolled through the headlines as he sipped his cider, looking for maybe a lost soul out in Busheltown that might share his same, you know, desires for the evening, old Marvin. And so he looks through the headlines like, man seeking man to trample in the face, man seeking personal toilet, man seeking elbow fetishist. And then he realized, hey, he has a huge elbow fetish. And he clicks on that one and he sends an email to the email address, which is elbowlover at elbow.elbow. And he sends you, hey, are you into elbows? And they start this conversation. And as the sun sets in a real autumnal fashion right outside, you know, they decide to meet. And so elbow.elbow, he invites Marvin to come over and elbow with him. And so Marvin, he washes up, paying a, a particular attention course to his elbows and he puts on a nice elbow revealing shirt and takes himself you know to the perfume boutique puts on some pumpkin spice nautica cologne and then he hops in a cab the Busheltown cab. It was back then they had, you know, those horses. It was a horse-drawn cab. And it was real nice, though, because the autumn wind was just rustling through his hair. Because he didn't use a lot of spray like I always did. I always, you know, used a lot of white rain to harden my hair. But he didn't. He liked to let the wind rustle through. And so he finally got off the cab at 1313 Lovebird Lane which was the address of elbow.elbow. And he got out there, and he went up to the door, and he knocked. And he didn't hear anything inside. And then he knocked again. And he listened close, put his ear up to the door. And he thought he heard some faint conversation distant back in the house. And so then he knocks again, and immediately the door opens, and it's elbow.elbow. It's a very handsome man, looks kind of like Niles, Frazier's brother. And the, he hears the, the conversation he was hearing. He was watching an old Ricky Lake episode on TV in the back room, and he hadn't heard the knocking. And so they go back into his bedroom. He turns down the volume on the Ricky Lake show, and they elbow all night as was their plan they elbow 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 and then he gets up early in the morning walks walks out of the house you know he's like well that was a nice elbow session but as these things are it's over now so he walks away and he's going down he gets down to the old corner market you know as the sun starts to rise and he starts talking to the guy there who's the cashier he says hey you know good morning you up going to work he's like no I was up all night met this uh, elbow guy on Craigslist and you know he lives down the street and now I'm going home that's why I stopped here to get some coffee and some cigarettes and uh, some big sort of 
maybe like a fruit pie for breakfast. And the cashier, he stops dead in his tracks. And he says, you don't mean that house down at the end of the street, do you? 1313 Lovebird Lane? And he says, yeah, yeah, I was there. It was, you know, he was a real nice guy, had these real hot elbows, the shape of them just really turned me on. And the cashier's face was just white, guys. It was white like a sheet. And he said, that house burned down eight years ago last night. And he said, I only remember because they reviewed my corner store in the paper the exact same day. And the headline was about the house fire. But back in the, you know, arts and living section was the review of the my store here. And I remember the day exactly. I was just looking at my clippings yesterday because it was the anniversary. And so you can imagine that Marvin was like, what, what? And so he took his coffee, his cigarettes and his fruit pie ran back down to the end of the street and there all he saw was a pile of rubble untouched for eight years and a monument with a plaque on it that said that was dedicated to the real it didn't say elbow to elbow but it just said his real name how the fire and how the town had decided to just leave the site as it was for his memory. And Marvin, he just was like, what? And he was like, it was a ghost. Oh my God. And he couldn't believe it. Oh. Dear, dear, I was frightened through the whole thing. Oh, I was frightened through that last half, boy. Oh, you're back. It was very Which- scary. Oh my. I'm terrified because I didn't know ghosts used Craigslist. <laughs> oh, beware. You could be chatting now, with a ghost. I have a follow-up question. Was his elbow real, like, marred with, like, charred wood all over it? Oh, I bet it was. When we make the feature-length film version of that, <laughs> we can uh, make that happen. I'm just surprised the guy at the corner store didn't say anything about it. Uh, it you know, the, a lot was going on. And there was also was. a shipment coming in. Of newspapers right at the same time. Oh, okay. So, got it. Now, Mr. Snowbot, what happened at the end of your ghost story? Oh, boy. Arthur and Ernie, they returned to their home and they looked at their watch and it was as though no time had passed at all. Was it all a dream or did they enter some sort of ghost? Time-like zone. Oh, my. Very frightening, boys. That is... Yeah. I was... That was... I was terrified. That That is very... That, talk about your Freaky Fridays. If this was Friday, this would be a Freaky Friday, is what well, I would say. That was a very good story. Yeah, yeah. That was... Now, I think everybody did an awesome job at these ghost stories. I'm going to be up all night terrified... I'm going to be up all night confused on some of them, but <laughs> terrified with others. All right. Well, Kendall, we have one more segment 
to do. Why don't we just do it here by the campfire? Let's do it by the campfire. I don't want to leave the campfire. It smells too delicious. It's beautiful. I got here, Mrs. Potter, but but chair. Why don't you warm my cider over? Will you mind oh, putting yes, it in that course, warmer? Dear. Oh, and I'll take a refill if you've got some more over there. All right. So, oh yes, dear. Of course, I have more. Here you go. Dear. All right, Kendall. Why All don't right. you introduce this segment? It's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Things you should know. And now, here are your hosts, Liv and Kendall. Doesn't it just boggle the mind that every day there's more and more things that you should know? There's more and more things I forget. So, yeah, there's always more things I need to know. The list just grows and grows and grows. Kendall, I've got one for you. And grows, yes. What brand name does Merck use to sell finasteride to hair-challenged men? I don't know anything you just said <laughs> except for hair-challenged men, so I'm going to say Rogaine. No, close. Propecia. Oh, Propecia. I had a 50-50 chance. Cliff, death is personified in a book written by Australian Arthur, uh-huh. author Marcus Zusak in 2005. In this unique story, Death is the narrator. What is the name of the novel? Death Speaks. No. No. The Book Thief. The Book Thief. Uh oh. <laughs> Missed that one. Kendall, what does an <laughs> what does an angry chat room addict indicate with the abbreviation B I O Y I O P? Bring your own intelligence, you dummy. Kendall, won't you just blow it out your input-output port? Oh. (laughs) Can you imagine if they set Back to the Future in modern times? That's what Biff would have said. I wouldn't understand any of it. No, he'd have got it wrong, though. So he'd probably have said what I said. Blow it out your input-output port, McFly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they'll say, it's it's input-output, you damn fool. Oh, you damn right, fool. So one of the most famous ghosts appear in Hamlet. What is the name of the ghost? Hamlet's father. <laughs> yes, it is. Ham- King Hamlet. Hamlet's King father. Hamlet, Hamlet. Uh. All right. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, the oh, oh, boy. Oh, my. Not a... Appropriate in a barn like this. He's, he's not used to doing it in front of people. Sorry, we're usually locked in a airtight booth. Kendall, oh, it's much better this way. What is the tar-like substance babies excrete soon after birth? Oh, um, well, I'll be darned. I knew this because I dealt with it. Yuck. No, it's not yuck. God. Um. It's not you. I can't remember the name of it. It's not euconium. It's meconium. Me, 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 yeah. Yes. Meconium. And yes. Is that yes. real? Where did it excrete yeah. from? It From their butt. It, it's like their first poop is like just a black tarry substance because they've been in utero. The whole right. Time. Right. And then it gets then it gets yellow. Then it gets green. It goes through all these color faces. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, it's a lot. Own way. It's all the colors of the rainbow. <gasps> Cliff. What apparitions ghosts? Uh, what? What? Uh, sorry, all this talk of tar poo has got me all confused. 
What apparition's ghostly wail is supposed to predict a person's death? The... The Lake Loon. No, the Banshee. The Banshee. Oh, gosh. Another one oh, I missed. <laughs> Another one down. Another one bites the dust. Kendall. What river did 70 million pilgrims bathe in during the Mahakumbamela in 2001, the largest gathering of humans in history. Is that the Ganges? It was the Ganges. How the hell do you know this? Uh, History Channel. What? That's where it's very well known as like the river where uh, Indian people in India like uh, burn the bodies of their their ancestors or their dead relatives. Well, fantastic. Boom. See, you thought I was complete idiot. I'm only mostly an idiot. No, no. All right, Cliff. In the Canterville Ghost, an American family moves into Canterville Chase, a house haunted by Sir Simon, despite the warnings of Lord Canterville. The short story has been adapted into numerous movies and television programs, but who is the author? Jeffrey Chaucer. No. No, it was the Canterbury Tales. Oscar Wilde. Oh, gosh darn. Gotcha. Oh, got me, Kendo. I wish you wouldn't play these gotcha questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm good at. It's all I'm good at, and that's all the time I've got. For things that you should know. By candle campfire light. <laughs> By campfire, no less. Oh, Kendall, oh, I just want to relax here in Old Man Peabody's barn for a little while. You can't relax longer. here. It's terrifying after all those ghost stories. Uh, I mean, I'm terrified, but I'm also very relaxed. You ever have that where well, you're feeling both things at once? I feel lots of things at, at once, but hunger is the number one thing. Hunger. Well, I wonder, can you get a pizza airlifted? Out here, we're, mm-hmm. I, I think we're out of range from the Amazon for the drone. pizza tracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turning, Mr. Snodbottom, to our ghost stories. And uh, listeners will see you here next week if we're not dead. Don't love it, 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 Webs, 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 webs. What would I do? 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 What would I do?